if you're layering exercise and intermittent fasting, then it's above and beyond the stress that a woman's body should handle. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high-performance mind, body, and lifestyle. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, friends, isn't it? Oh my goodness, it's cold as well. I went for a walk um, this morning on uh, on our local golf course, and it was like literally just a blanket of ice. It looked like it had snowed, just so beautiful. I love that kind of crisp, clean air when the sun's shining. It's freezing cold. Uh, and then when you get back home, you can kind of just like cozy up. It's so, so nice. Anyway, enough of that. In this week's Bite Size episode, I'm going to be sharing a clip from my first interview with Dr. Stacey Sims, where we were talking about the reasons why women shouldn't be engaging in intermittent fasting for any length of time, um, why layering in things like keto, fasting, high-intensity exercise on top of possibly an already stressful life is not a good thing, and specifically why we need to think about a neuropeptide called kispeptin, which is a really important one to think about for women. So have a listen to this clip. I think it'll help you if you're looking forward to 2023 and thinking, I need to get more in shape next year, and you're thinking about strategies to do that because she shares a lot of the information as to why we really need to optimize things around our female physiology. And if you want to listen to the full episode, it's episode 94. We like to say things like intermittent fasting, keto diet, all of those that are so popular, it's more of an elimination diet. And when you look from the big scheme of things, when you're eliminating things, your body is like, hey, what's going on? But if we disseminate it down to what's happening from like women versus men, and you see all these things on Instagram, about intermittent fasting working and um, exercising, high intensity stuff, all this kind of stuff across the board. And when you're looking at that one shot in time, you're like, okay, I better do this. But when you start looking at the research and understanding the research, most of the research outcomes are based on male populations or sedentary obese women. And when we look at women who are exercising, exercise in itself is a fasted state. So your body is already doing everything that intermittent fasting touts to do with telomere length changes and autophagy, all of those things happen with exercise. So if you're layering exercise and intermittent fasting, then it's above and beyond the stress that a woman's body should handle. And a critical thing that happens is a perturbance in a protein called kispeptin. Now, kispeptin is responsible for turning the endocrine system on and off. So for men, the threshold for the signaling on and off is so much higher than it is for women. So if women drop their calories and have a long period of time where they're not eating, then kispeptin gets perturbed and it starts causing endocrine dysfunction. So you have thyroid that gets downturned, which turns your resting metabolic rate down. And you start feeling tired and fatigued your um, estrogen, progesterone, they start to be perturbed and you end up having more amenorrhea aspects or irregular cycles. And we're getting into the older woman set when you're in mid forties and you're already starting to have some turbans in hormones because of perimenopause and you're not eating and you have increased cortisol from the stress of life, plus increased cortisol from not, from not eating all these things are perturbing kispeptin and then your endocrine system takes a big whack. And what a lot of uh, like natural therapists are saying, oh, it's adrenal fatigue. And it's not necessarily adrenal fatigue per se, but it's this whole cascade of things that are happening with your endocrine system 
that is starting to put your body out of whack where you are getting more tired, your resting metabolic rate is going down. And because estrogen and progesterone ratios are changing, you're starting to put on more visceral abdominal fat, so that's that deep belly fat or the menopause spread. And no matter what kind of exercise you're doing, you're not gonna be able to counter it. It's the food aspect and then the type of exercise that you're doing to work together. And there's so many people that don't think about it that way. Like I'm gonna follow this diet and then I'm gonna follow this exercise trend, but they're not thinking about it together in concert with how that also affects their daily life. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think I think a lot of people are looking at it and going, well, the research on things like longevity looks so good on fasting, therefore I'm going to throw in fasting. Then I'm going to look at this type of exercise because that looks really good as well. And then, you know, friends or, or I've seen people on social media who get really amazing results from the keto diet. So now I'm going to incorporate keto as well. And they start layering all these things on top, I guess, thinking that actually now that's going to give them more and more longevity benefits. Whereas actually, from what you're saying, it's completely overstressing their system. And I think you yep. mentioned um, in the course actually as well about how at this time, cortisol is naturally rising as a woman's going through perimenopause. Um, she's getting yeah, greater exactly. levels of oxidative stress. Um, and also she's now less insulin sensitive. So her baseline level of all these things is quite tricky. What's the yeah. reason for cortisol specifically? Because before we, um, just now we were chatting about how it's also that it's a really difficult time in many women's lives, isn't it? They're raising growing children who've got demands. They're at a point in their careers or profession where it's, it's busy, right? They're almost at that peak, right? They've been doing what they've been doing a while. They've got lots of responsibility and often then they've got aging parents at the same time to cope with. It's, there's a lot of pressure on women, I think in that kind of decade. Um, but you're yeah. saying that like biologically uh, cortisol is also rising on its own. Yes. And one of the responses for having like lowered estrogen progesterone is cortisol is also a steroid hormone. So when your body starts having less estradiol and converting estrone, one of the byproducts of conversion of estrone is getting more cortisol. So by the nature of your estrogen or your, when I'm saying estrogen, I mean your estradiol dropping, which is our primary most powerful sex hormone then you're having this conversion of trying to get more estradiol. So estrone's converted to cortisol. Cortisol is being, being treated as if, okay, well, now we need to find a way to convert this to estradiol, but you can't. And so cortisone or cortisol levels keep coming up and up and up and up and up, and you start getting more estrogen dominance at different times. So the whole hormonal aspect of what's happening is so far removed from whatever a man would experience from stress mm -hmm. levels plus everything your body's going through as you're starting to hit menopause. Yeah, and I guess that's probably partly then why some of the research shows that women in Asia are not necessarily or traditionally experiencing this to the same extent that we are in the Western world where we're pushing ourselves harder than ever before. I mean, it's been amazing for women, hasn't it? The inroads that we've made in terms of professional life. But really now we just end up with two jobs, we're right. raising kids and we have our career. Right. That's it. And you hear about like the gender pay gap and stuff, and it's not a gender pay gap. It's a parent gap, right? So you think about what happens when um, a couple has kids. If the kid is sick, then the woman has to take time off work and all the responsibility follows on them. Traditionally, I'm sure that that's not par for the course across the board, but it's just this undercurrent of society of all the pressures that women are expected to do because of the traditional role that women have had with motherhood and running a household 
plus then the empowerment to be out in the workforce. But the silent pressure of having to remember, I'm out of mustard, I'm out of dish soap, I've got to get the kid to the doctor, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, plus all your daily stuff, plus the household chores, plus, you know, running everything you have to do. It's just so much. And that silent burden isn't talked about and it just increases the pressure and expectations that women are supposed to do now. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.